0: I got to cut that down by at least two or three seconds. Hi, right,
1: everybody. How are you doing?
0: It is a great time to be here at Big Apple Hockey, not Bog Apple Hockey, regardless of any typos I may have on there and all frequently. I, of course, am your host, Mark Williams, and I'm joined by the host of the final buzzer, Mr. John Filkowski.
1: Apparently, Bog Apple Hockey is in demand. <laughs>
0: And uh, the third leg of Bog Apple Hockey, Mister Anthony LaRocco.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, a episode of Big Apple Hockey if there wasn't a mark typo or you know um, you don't pronounce something right involved in it. So we're getting off to a good start. I
0: mean, it's bad enough in the group chat last night that I spelled Roger Daltrey's name wrong so that was awesome yeah you confused
1: him with Chris Daughtry like what's yeah, wrong I was like, I was like is, it or is it
0: Daughtry or I forgot how, how to spell look look at least I own my mistakes my father has been doing it for the last 40 years so you know why not but we have a lot that we're going to be covering today is your team one that we should freak out chill or get excited about and on the NHL starts we got a lot to talk about in our bar talk from Shane Wright to the success of the Detroit Red Wings so far. But we're going to begin with the local teams and starting, of course, with the New York Rangers. By the way, everybody, watch the final buzzer with that man, John Volkowski, whenever he's available after Ranger games. You'll get your updates. The best way to do that, of course, is to uh, get it over here, like, share and hit the bell. And I am also going to be moving down later on in the show. So we're not always covering Anthony's face. So uh, first things first about this. Um, Mark Sifo's Anthony. Yeah, there you go. So welcome to Bog Apple Hockey Corps. Bog Apple <laughs> right, Hockey it is. Also, I'm going to try to get in 60 second reviews for either Islanders or Rangers. I'm going to try to do more Islanders as well. Uh, can't have Anthony do everything for the Islanders. So this week, while we were off, the Rangers beat the the Minnesota Wild and the Anaheim Ducks. They lost kind of a game where Connor Hellbuck was standing on his head. Phil, my first question is to you about them. What have we learned about the New York Rangers so far?
1: This offense is ridiculous. Um, uh, Vinny Trocek has fit right in like a glove. Uh, Ryan Strom is not missed at all. Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco seem to be playing at a higher level. Philip also seems to be playing at a higher level. And um, the offense, while great, the defense needs to clean itself up at, at times because they seem to get into these high-scoring games, and then they lose focus of what they're doing. Um, third periods seem to be a problem defensively for them as well. They fell apart in third period against Winnipeg. Um, they had lackluster third periods against um, Minnesota and Anaheim as well. But um, they they seem to have everything down offensively. And the whole uh, stop overpassing the puck or stop trying to pass the puck into the net mantra, that uh, seems to have been, uh, you know, ousted. Because through these first four games, they've taken more shots. I think I've seen them take in the last, like, 10 years. So um, <laughs> they, they seem to be uh, – Really on par with uh, trying to get rid of that and um, trying to go and just take as many shots as they can and and get their coursing numbers through the roof because the the shoot first tendency has really been uh, enforced here in New York. I I like that.
0: Well, I got to say this before I toss it back down to Anthony that I couldn't help find a little bit of irony this week that they did their mini video tributes to um, Ryan Strom, which I'm happy it was very short. But again, I think video tributes are border down. If there's time, stay tuned for that later on my thoughts. But they do the tribute to Ryan Strom, and the guy that's not only took his place, but is wearing his old number immediately scores on the open net that he never could. So is it unfair to say that? Maybe it's a little unfair to say that, but it's exactly what's different about this team already this year. Anthony, what have you learned about the Rangers so far? What do you make of them out of their, out of their hot start?
2: Well, they could they they could certainly score goals and put up uh, and put them up on the board in a really quick fashion. Um, I think I learned when Igor doesn't start um, and Halak starts. Um, I think that's going to be the challenge for him. Uh, not that he played bad against Winnipeg, but it just you know figures the game he starts they lost. Um, and also they got like Phil said they got to clean up the defense. I mean. Right now, it's only three games, so really no need for panic. But Igor could save percentage is 9.05. Um, I, I think, you know, when, if they're going to play that type of defense in front of him, it's going to make his job harder. I know they'll tighten it up, um, but they need to a little bear down defensively because, you know, they're like the Harlem Gold Travers out there when it comes to, you know, their offense and scoring goals. But I would like to see them tighten up as a whole defensively, um, not make as many, I mean, sometimes I think some of their defenders make quick decisions with the puck uh, rather than taking a little bit of their time and seeing what's there and rush into a mistake. Uh, But I mean, overall, I could not like them so far. Three and one. um, They look fast. They play with a lot of pace. uh, They score a lot of goals. Uh, I think as the season goes on, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll steady out defensively and then you'll probably see most definitely see the Igor that you're really used to seeing last year. But um no, but no real overall surprises so far. I can't say that there's anything that's transpired in their four games that has shocked me. Um, but I, I think, uh, they're, you know, they're proving that they're going to be able to score a lot of goals and it's just going to be a matter of, you know, how many goals they keep out of their net when Shisterkin's not in and, and or their defense, you know, trying to really clean up some aspects of their game. And uh, just before I toss it back to Philip for one more thought, the uh, we're talking about the defense
0: and the 905 save percentage, but some of their shots he's facing, like the, there were three times he was one-on-one with a shooter against Anaheim. And one of them was a one-timer from across the yeah. slot. And uh, I believe uh, Valaket calls that the, is it the Royal road? um am not that sure. He calls it when you passed across the middle like that, the slot line.
1: And, and that it dramatically at- increases everything. Yeah. They were, they were, Bill Pito ended up referring to that as like the hot zone before. And a lot of the goals that Igor has been scored on have been in that quote unquote hot zone. Um, the the Frank Vetrano goal as um, not Vinny Trocek, but the Frank Vetrano, actual Frank Vetrano goal. I was going to say, Phil, Frank Vetrano scored the first goal for both teams. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. that was the first time that ever happened in NHL history, apparently. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> uh, that little hot zone, I mean, Vetrano had a shot through a screen. Uh, Ryan Lindgren who did not have a good game for them the other night uh, against Anaheim just basically flat out screened Igor um I, I'm not too worried um I mean Adam Fox even acknowledged that the uh the defense was bad and needed to be better and I, I think they will tighten up I, I think a lot will get on them for that uh I know Turk didn't really care for that last year so when they became uh a little loose and lackadaisical defensively Turk got on them and and that ended up improving. So I'm not too worried, but it is kind of annoying that you're playing teams like Anaheim and Winnipeg who really aren't great teams. And you're still giving up like four goals apiece to those teams. So that that's a bit of an annoyance. I'll say.
0: Well, I mean, then you have to look at it and say, arguably the other two teams are good teams. We're going to be debating about that in a minute. So, and a lot of things, Anthony, that everybody kept on saying to me Monday was well, the Rangers are on their way to getting seven tonight. Because over the weekend, the New York Islanders beat the Ducks seven to one. They I I put I still put in that they demolished the Sharks last night, but I think it was five, five two, two final, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And ten, yeah. um really more a powerful third period from the Islands. They were just a better team all night and it just caught up. Uh and and then, of course, losing to the Florida Panthers 2-1 to one on opening night.
1: What do you make about the
0: Islanders? One. Oh, sorry, what?
2: 3-1. Three three oh, one. that's right. Empty I forgot netters. about
0: the empty net. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> what do you make about the Islanders' hot start?
2: You know, so basically kind of what I expected. You know, obviously the Panthers are a tough team. Uh, that first period, they really outplayed Florida, uh, outshot them big time. Bob held them in the game. But then the second and third period um, – the Panthers really did a good job of not giving the Islanders anything and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't really sell Bobrovsky aside from the one goal they scored on them. Um, you know, I, so I wasn't really disappointed with that game. I mean, I, th- I, I thought they could have played better in the second and third, but give the Panthers credit, they did a really good job. Um, and then as far as the ducks and the sharks, look, I'm happy they exploded for seven and five goals. Uh, but they're also, you know, they're also really bad teams. Um, and some of the, you know, the fans and all things Islanders. You know, I make post saying you know, pump the brakes. It's, it's all good that they you know had a lot of uh, offensive output those against those two teams, but they're really bad. So you re- you really should beat those teams. So, um, but overall, you know, I'm I'm you know two and one. I'm happy with it. Uh, you know, Noah Dobson is is shining bright so far through these third game through these three games. Um, he has four points. Uh, only Adam Fox is the only defenseman has more than him right now at five. So he's really picking up where he left off last season. Um, and then obviously Ilya Sorokin, Mark, you just flashed his numbers down there. You know, he, he was great in those first two games. Um, and then also too Oliver Wallstrom, you know, he, he missed the first game cause he was coming back from an injury. Um, and if he could, cause he, he had a little hot streak last year where you're like, Oh wow, he's really breaking out. But then he kind of, you know, tailored off and I don't know how much of that was with, you know, Barry Trotz or him in his own head, but, um, he's looked great he's, since he got back in the lineup. Um, you know, Phil referenced uh, last week that aside from Brock Nelson, Wallstrom's one of the guys on the team that can really beat goalies clean with his shot. And his two goals yesterday, one right off a of faceoff, he ripped, and then the other one kind of a broken play. But he he, he really put that in a spot where Reimer had no chance. Uh, so if Wallstrom can continue this play and then maybe work his way up to Barzell's line, that would go a long way for the Islanders this season. So I'm encouraged with Wally's start. And, you know, I think he's – let's face it. I think he's – I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it seems like he's a lot happier that Trots is gone. I feel like he he has more freedom and he's going to play a lot more loose and not be afraid to be stapled his ass on the bench if he makes one mistake. Uh, so, yeah, so far so good. I'm curious to see what they could do against the Panthers and the Lightning this weekend uh before i mean they have the devils prior to that but that's gonna be a test playing the panthers and the lightning this coming weekend
0: yeah because you know folks let me get your thoughts on the islanders
1: i i just want to start with this comment because who 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 would have thought that having two coaches that don't want to do anything with young players would actually help young players out it's amazing <laughs> go figure and, and it's funny because the guy that was um defamed and absolutely detested by the fans on, uh, uh, you know, on Broadway is in San Jose and he's off to an 0 and 5 start. And he just got the crap kicked out of him by the New York Islanders. And one of the guys that was leading the charge was a young guy. Go yeah. friggin' figure. <laughs> so um, yeah, Oliver Wallstrom looks really good right now. Uh, I said last week that he was, he was the hands down best shooter on the team. He leads the team in goals so far. The the best thing to me that I've seen about the Islanders so far to date is that they're getting offense from all different players. Robin Sallow's got what two goals already? Yeah. Yeah. He's got two goals already. Did you expect Robin Sallow to have two goals in the first week of the season? <laughs> no. no.
2: Yo, uh-huh.
1: t- show me someone that would have told you that and I'd show you a liar. <laughs> so um, but Robin Sallow's been good for them. That that, that's a big thing for them. Walvor Wallstrom obviously has been great for them. Noah Dobson. What else is there to say about Noah Dobson? Noah Dobson's turned into a star. He's here. He's here. The time is now. He's been great. Ilya Sorokin. What else is there to say about him? He's, he's a guy that he should have been probably a finalist for the Vezina last year, but you know on a non-playoff team they weren't going to give him that type of recognition but he he had the numbers for it last year he's got the numbers for it this year so far very early still but you know he I mean that's really impressive considering the way that he's played in in uh, in his starts so far so um I I like what I've seen from the Islanders and you know we were talking about Lane Lambert and how Lane Lambert is not Barry Trotz and although that you know I didn't say that he was going to end up being somebody like Todd Reardon who was just going to fall flat on his face and was really just a protege that wasn't going to be able to make it on his own. But Lane Lambert seems to have allowed them to go out and do their thing offensively. And uh, yeah, I think we're losing Anthony here for a second. No, no.
0: we'll, keep, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll,
1: uh, we'll, 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 we'll keep going, man. Yeah, but we, um, I, I think Lane Lambert is letting them do their thing. And, and I like that because – there are some players that have been held back by Barry Trotz offensively. You could probably have, say Matt Barzell would be one of them. Oliver Wallstrom would definitely be one of them. We all know about the problems with Wallstrom being in Trotz's doghouse. But I, I like what I've seen from the Islanders so far. they again, Anthony's right. You got to pump the brakes a little bit because they've had two big offensive games against two bad teams. San Jose, you know, obviously really bad. Anaheim not a good team probably not going to make the playoffs but I like that the fact that the offense is not just coming from one or two guys it's coming from a host of them and they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat Florida was a tough loss but Brofsky played well and you know Kachuk obviously getting his first goal as as an empty netter you know he he gets like acclimated but you know what the next time the Islanders are going to play Florida they're going to play Florida without Aaron Eckblatt. And, and that, that's, that could be another win for them, especially if they played the way that they played against Florida in the first game. I think, you know, without their number one defenseman, they're probably winning that game. The lightning do not look great right now. So the Islanders should take advantage of that too. I think the Islanders should probably Mm -hmm. beat Tampa Bay as well. So, I mean, looking at the Islanders schedule right now, you've got the, uh, obviously they're two and one right now, but you got New Jersey, Tampa, Florida, the Rangers are going to be the real test. That's going to be a real test for both teams right now. Then you have Carolina. Then you have Colorado after yeah. that Ranger game. So those three games in a row, that's your murderer's row to end October right there. Yeah. So that's going to be a real tough test for both teams that uh, next Wednesday game. And uh, it's going to be real interesting. We'll see what happens.
0: But i tell you what, in in past seasons – The last night's game is a game where the Islanders forfeit at least one or two points. They decided – and it looked like – it. half that game, it looked like they kind of were listless and just kind of going about it. And then suddenly, after the Wolfram goal, they were up to stay the entire time. I know uh, they tied the game 2-2, but, I mean, for the most part – like San Jose just wasn't as good as the Islanders. And then the Islanders took two points, put it right in their pocket. By the way, uh Anthony, uh, I think his, his new name is Walderstrom as far as uh, oh, boring is concerned. <laughs> yeah. He called yeah. Him Walderstrom. But I mean, Wallstrom yeah. and you talk about a guy that his playing the amount of confidence that he's playing with right now in the third period, I think it's the four, two goal. He just got a loose puck and fired it as high and toward the net as he could and ended up beating James Reimer on the short side. You're like, how, how the hell did that happen? But if there's uh you know, if, if he's going to keep playing like that, maybe he's at a 20 goal pace and we'll see what,
1: we'll see what he's going to be in a few months. He needs 17 for easy. 20, 17 in the final 79 games for 20 more than doable. Should he should <laughs> do it this year? Yeah. yeah. And, and he should I get the so. opportunity,
0: especially being on power play one. Uh, and actually, Anthony, let me go to what you had a thought. Say it again. I thought you were about to say something.
2: (laughs) No. Um. I well. No. I was going to say that Wallstrom's actually not on power play one right now. He he Um, should be though. He's he's on he's on the second unit. Um, Kyle, it's Kyle Palmieri is the other forward on that first line. Which honestly, I mean, Kyle Palmieri is uh one of two forwards that don't have a point yet. Um, well, it's the main guy. Sazikas doesn't either, but Bailey and Palmieri don't have a point, but Anders Lee. You're,
1: you're not looking for points from Sazikas. If you
2: get 30 no, points yeah. out of
1: them, you call it a, you call it a day and you run.
2: Right. Yeah. one thing <laughs> I want
0: to see case Sazikas lead the league in, and that's empty net so goals.
2: Point I was making that's was it. though, I, I understand you probably want to spread out talent, but I wouldn't be opposed to putting Walsham on that first unit and moving Palmieri to the second unit. Um, but I, I think Walsham should be definitely be on the first unit. His shot alone Absolutely. makes him a weapon there. Um, Absolutely. He's, he's the best yeah. shooter on the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I've also liked what I've seen from Robin Salo manning the second unit. Um, it speaks volumes how Ryan Pollock's not on a power play unit. Salo quarterbacks that second unit. Um, and he's getting more comfortable. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do during the, during the course of the year here but overall their special teams there was a comment up there before so, so their penalty kill looks great their penalty their penalty kill is really good um, it's looked really sound and their power play um, looks they're moving around the puck and listen you win you win games by scoring a power play goal sometimes it's the difference between losing and winning um, so i i just think it could be even better if Wallstrom's on that first unit cuz you got to remember that second unit only gets maybe 30 seconds of, of power play time, 40 seconds tops. So I would like to see that one that one change. But I mean I can't complain too much right now because everything's working the way it is. But I would I've like got to a see question that.
1: for you actually. Yeah. You, you you think that it's beneficial for the team to have uh Ryan Pollock off that second power play unit so he can focus more time at even strength than uh MPK?
2: That's that I mean that's what it seems like. Um I feel like at this point. They're starting to accept the fact that Ryan Pullock is actually becoming more of a defensive defenseman than an offensive defenseman. And when he came up, everyone thought with his big shot and oh, yeah. you know that he skates pretty well for a big man that he would he'd be more of an offensive guy. But you know, since Trotz took over, you know, he really he really grew into his game and found himself by becoming a shutdown guy. So um, yeah, taking him off the power play, you know, gets, keeps him more fresh for five on five and playing against other teams top lines. Uh, And I guess they feel Robin Salo um, overall has more offensive ability. So he got the nod for the second unit. But um, sometimes on on five-on-three situations, though, or four-on-three, they put Pollock out there because of his shot, more open space. He can get it off. But five-on-five, he's not not manning any of the power plays.
0: Well, just one more note before we move on to the next segment. Uh, There were three games that I was watching last night. I had the Bruins-Ottawa game on. I had the Islanders, uh, San Jose on, and I was watching the Devils and the Sharks. And I cannot tell you how many goals were scored. I think at least six off of faceoffs <laughs> or quickly off of faceoffs. Faceoffs are important. I believe Wallstrom's first goal was off of faceoff. Yeah. Nelson. Uh, there was one of the San Jose goals. No, wait, those were all in breakdowns. There was a Devils goal, uh, two of them. <laughs> That came on faceoffs, so I had to, I had to get all of those in. Right but down yes, is David Quinn—they go together like a Big Mac and fries.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and one more thing about David Quinn going to Madison Square Garden tomorrow night, New York Rangers, please do not take your foot off the throttle because this is a game they're circling. They want to win it for their coach, going back to his old stomping grounds. But the Rangers need to just focus on just winning another game against a bad team. And I'm getting just going to
1: call this the Capo, Caco and Alexi Lafreniere revenge tour. Oh Let's, boy. Jesus. Let's go.
0: Got to Got to agree with that one. By the way, I also forgot the flash. They're in the Rangers segment. Artemi Panarin right now. First in the NHL with 10 points. Mika Zibanejad tied with two. It's great when I spend all the time getting these Chirons together and then not doing anything with it. By the way, Everybody, just uh, another reminder. I still have some more Big Apple tr- Hockey Trucker Hats on our YouTube. Link is down below. Check it out. And also go to Manscaped. Use the promo code BAH. I don't even know if we sold any yet, but hopefully we have. I Jesus Christ, Mark. Oh, okay. uh, I'm yes. still hoping on it. <laughs> All right. We got a brand new segment we're going to introduce to you guys right now. So let's get that down. And oh here we go. Oh, Calm oh, down. Oh, get a oh, Doctor, you want it on the phone. Joe. Simmer down now. I'm freaking out. All right. Welcome to Big Apple Hockeys for uh impulsive decisions. And uh we're still working on impulsive reactions. We're still yep. working on a title for it to get it a little bit better. But this is where we're gonna react to some things like the NHL's hot and cold starts for a bunch of teams. Are you ready to freak out, chill, or uh, what's the last one? Get excited. I have a dancing <laughs> robot for that one. So let me start with this because first off, by the way, this is not one of the teams that we're going to be talking about, but Gabriel Landeskog going to miss 12 weeks with arthroscopic knee surgery. Yeah. Yikes. That that is That is a bummer. But we do have this one to mention. Matt Murray to miss four weeks with an abductor injury because two players went on LTIR today. We'll tell you the other one in a moment. So, Phil, you got to look at the team that revamped their goalie uh, situation completely from last year. They're right now two and two. The Toronto Maple Leafs, 11 goals for and 12 goals against. Are you freaking out? Are you chilling or are you getting excited?
1: I guess I'm going to chill here just because they they have so much offense. They they have they have all the firepower in the world to to still win that division and that division looks so bad right now. Florida has got a major injury to Aaron Eckblad. Um, you you're looking at Tampa Bay not playing well. Sorelli's still out for them, Bogosian's still out. Um there's a lot of things that are going on in that division. Boston looks like one of the better teams in that division right now, and everybody thought that Boston would be a bubble team chasing mm-hmm. that playoffs until the very end. So um, I, I think Toronto's got more than enough time to right the ship. Um, I do worry about their goaltending, though. Their goaltending sucks regardless, uh, even with Murray out. So I don't know. Maybe this can open up a, something for a prospect to come up and maybe do something for them. But uh, I, don't, I don't trust Ilya Samsonov as a, as a starter. So I'm
2: just it, gonna tail right now. <laughs> I'm I'm chilling too. Um, as embarrassing as that loss to the Coyotes was the other night, uh, which by the way, did you get a crazy stat? The Coyotes have gotten at least a point in Toronto. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it's just crazy. Um, but I mean, listen, there we all kind of knew what was the situation was going into the season. Murray and Samsonoff, not really a great tandem. And now to make matters worse, Murray's out for, you know, at least a month. So they're rolling with Samsonoff and Calgren. Um, So the goaltending, not great. Uh, their defense, I mean, still very questionable. They didn't really do much to really improve that in the off season. Um, you know, they kept their forward group the same, which again, to me is lunacy. Their core failed to get the job done once again. Um, but, they still have Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, William Nylander. It should be good enough to get them through the regular season and and make the playoffs. Um, it is still really early, but you for a team that was said to finally be breaking through this year and people looking for them to get to the finals, you'd want them looking a little better than they are right now. So that's – uh, guys by the way anybody wondering I promised I would switch
0: with Anthony so that way his face isn't covered up the entire time sure. doing these but I gotta tell you uh, I'm sorry I'm freaking out because on top of the, the the goaltending problems the defensive problems but Sheldon Keith has called out his stars twice already this season uh, it's it's I I don't know what more buttons they can push right now. They're now granted settle in. Everything's going to be fine. But if you're telling me it all rests on Ilya Samsonov and he's been okay, then that's, that's going to be a huge, that's going to be a huge issue. I, I I don't know. I, I would be chomping at the bit, the freak. And by the way, in Toronto, I'm pretty sure they're all freaking out right now.
2: I'm sure they are. Yeah. But like (laughs) I said, it's it's four games into the season. So you know, not really huge concern for panic, but uh, I will say this though, I, before we move on, um, if they, you know, kid sputter around for the next couple of weeks and, you know, maybe they really drop like a few in a row. You got to wonder if Sheldon Keefe would be on the chopping block. It's, it's, it's a I, real, it's a real thought. Yeah.
0: I, I, I got to agree with you on that one.
2: I still think the Coach Fired ends up
1: being Lindy rough, but I, I, I definitely, if, if, They really – they fall quite a bit. I could definitely see Keith being on the hot seat. Mm
0: -hmm. Phil, hold that thought on Lindy Ruff because we're going to be coming back to him in a minute. Also, the breaking news that happened today, uh, think about like 4.30 before we got on, was Aaron Eckblatt is to miss a month with a
2: a groin problem.
0: So there goes his chances at the Norris Trophy that me and Phil predicted.
2: Well, Marco, don't don't confuse his timeline. They didn't say – they just – when you're on LT are. it's at least twenty eight it's at least twenty eight days but no one said how long exactly he's going to be out it might be more than a month i I don't oh I don't know right.
0: I thought it was at least um, a month I thought that was what it said to said yeah, well yeah well, that actually what mean, at least a month yeah yes it's at least a month so Florida Panthers Anthony are you getting excited are you freaking out or are you chilling
2: um I want to say chilling, but I'm actually – you know what? I'm going to go freaking out just because the Florida Panthers are are really up against the cap to the point when they played the Islanders, they weren't even able to, like, call up extra bodies. Um, you know, in order to – and that's the reason why Ekblad won on L, went on LTIR because the only way they could replace him was by doing that to get the cap relief to call someone up. So they're shorthanded in what they can do and in, in when it comes to trying to actually – replace him if he's going to be out longer term. Um, And the reason why I say freaking out is because they've already, even with Ekblad in the lineup, their defense um, isn't really that deep. You know, you're talking Gustav Forsling, Radko Gudis, you know, Lucas Carlson, um, Mahea, who they claimed off waivers from Anaheim before the season started. They're not a deep group on defense. So now with Ekblad, the undeniable leader out, um, they're even thinner. So, you know, if he's, let's say, going to be out two months That's that's really hard to get through when your defense is the way it is. Um, So that that's a concern. Um, And then, you know, Bobrovsky looks great so far. But again, with him, you know, he could be a little erratic at times. You never know how he's going to be. The one game Spencer Knight started, um, you know, he didn't really look particularly good. Uh, So I don't know. The Panthers do have some question marks. Uh, I I still think they will get through this and, you know, make the playoffs and, you know, do their thing. But uh, right now, I'd be a little worried if I was a Panthers fan.
1: I'm looking at their schedule. You've got the next game is against Philadelphia. They lost 5-3 last night to Boston, and Mark Stahl got absolutely walked by David Pasternak there. Uh, You're talking about their defense being bad. Mark Stahl doesn't belong in the NHL anymore. I'm sorry, but he needs to go. Um, you got Philadelphia uh, actually tonight, and then you have uh, Tampa on Friday. You don't know what you're going to get from Tampa right now. You got the Islanders on Sunday. Uh And I I think they're going to lose that game. Chicago, they can beat Philadelphia. What do you, are we getting Tortorella and the kids, you know, still, you know, playing over their heads? And you got Ottawa, who's a real up and down team from what it seems like. Seems like they could let up five goals and then they could score five goals. So um, I'm probably going to freak out a little bit here because, like Anthony said, the, the defense is really bad. And not only is Aaron Eklad out, but you got to remember, Anthony Duclair is out too. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, their offense is still pretty deep without him, but you're losing a guy that could score you anywhere from 20 to 30 goals in Duclair. And you don't want to be losing any more guys like that, especially when your defense is that bad. They don't have an answer. And I don't think anybody's really available yet. Jacob Chickren's not going to be available yet, and I don't think they could really—they don't have one the resources to do it or two, the ability to do it cap-wise. Because once these two come back, they're over the cap. Yeah. So um, I, I don't—I don't know if there's an answer for Florida until the trade deadline, unless they're—they're they're sending some sort of salary back, some significant one.
0: When I prepped this episode this afternoon, it was a chill. It's a freak out now. You're losing. Aaron Eckblad, who is your mainstay defender, you're you got a brand new coach trying to instill a whole new system in. Because let's not forget Paul Maurice is there, and Paul Maurice has been good, not great as a coach. He's done. He's he's been to the Stanley Cup Finals once. That was about it. But that was even even that. That was almost twenty years ago. This is I don't know. This could be a recipe for disaster. And and they're not the only team in that division. But we're gonna get on to that in a minute. So the next one you mentioned at Philk is the Philadelphia Flyers and they're three and Oh, 11 goals, six assists. And this is where I'm going to use the chill on the opposite side. I'm going to start it off. I'm going to say, chill, don't get too excited. You're still going to have to Bedard with this team <laughs> because it's just, it's, it's just that simple with them. I, 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 Tortorella's got the plane over their heads. And right now Carter Hart looks like an NHL goalie again. I got to credit John Tortorella because that's what John Tortorella does. Can you get this, the full season for him? It's going to be a tall task with that team. What do you think, Anthony?
2: Yeah, I'm going to chill. I mean, it's a great start. Uh, are three, and oh, but I still expect them to be at the bottom of the standings. Uh, you know, they don't, they really don't have much depth, um, you know, Sean Couturier is kind of like the walking wounded. You never really know when, you know, if he's going to play or if he's going to get hurt again. Um, yeah, James Van Riemsdyk, I mean, how can you really get excited about him? I do like Joel Farabee. I do like Ivan Provorov. And honestly, what's driving their 3-0 start right now is Carter Hart. He's got a 943 save percentage. And guys, you know, last couple of years, um, his numbers have been really bad. And we're talking about, you know um, – borderline almost kind of like bust in some ways so uh so far this year he's looked great and listen if he could if he could play this level of hockey then yeah maybe the flyers have a little bit of a chance but um i think as time goes on here you're gonna see them come crashing back down to earth and uh before i hand it off i'll say this to you guys do you remember the buffalo sabers last year the start they got off to everyone's talking yeah. about the sabers and then what oh, happened God, there? yeah the, so, remember how
1: the jokes were, uh, who's going to win a game first, the Mets or the Sabres?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, again, I, I think that's probably the case here. Uh, you know, early season success, I highly doubt if it would last. So, definitely take a chill, Flyer fans. I know you're excited right now, but I, I wouldn't expect much.
0: Yeah, be very happy with it. But, Filk, your reaction.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna say chills well, um,
1: but I think they're gonna surprise people because I think although the numbers are probably not gonna be well overall, I think they're going to be in a lot of games that people don't expect them to be in because Tortorella is gonna he's gonna demand that they they play hard. Um, if they're a team that's looking to tank, that ain't happening under Tortorella. Tortorella's got too much pride to let that happen. So if they're in the Bedard sweepstakes, it's just because the other teams beat them and they, they lost all those close games that they don't know how to win because they're a young team, um, the Tortorella is not going to let them go out there and half-ass it and mail it in every night. So, um, I mean, you got to like what you've seen from the young players, but, again, young players, hot start. They're going to run into teams that are, are going to toss them around a bit, and they're going to they're have to learn, and this is going to be a learning year. So um, I would chill, Flyers fans. Folk, going right back to a
0: guy you were mentioning before, Lindy Ruff, and his team, the New Jersey Devils, eight goals for,
1: 12 goals against. What do you think? Like, I want to say freak out just because I, I, I don't think it's going to get better, but I think this is kind of what they are. Just because they don't have the goaltending to do it, and they – You got Vitek Vanacek to address a goaltending situation in which you needed a legitimate front, uh, legitimate top end starter. And they didn't do that. Their defense is still pretty much the same. Their defense will be better in a few years when guys like Luke Hughes and everything come up. Um, But right now, this team is what it is. um, they're they're gonna get into games where they're gonna lose probably three to four, four to five, maybe even six to five, some games. And that's just what it's gonna be. could look at their look at their goal totals so far: eight four, twelve against. I mean, I, yeah. I think it's kind of indicative of what their season's going to be. So um I wanna say freak out, but I also want to say chill because I think that maybe some of their fans might have had expectations a little for a little more than what they should have had going into this season because he added guys like Palat and Vanacek, But I don't know. I, I'm I, overall I'm gonna say chill, but I would lean a little more towards freak out too just because you know it, it, it's not gonna get any better, I don't think. Anthony, who do you got?
2: Um <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say chill. Um although I, I did I do think that the the Devils fans are, are freaking out and that's evident by did you hear their fire Lindy chants last night in the first in the first period when they were down two nothing to Anaheim? No, um, I didn't. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I was going, watching the game. And I didn't hear it. They were going full on meltdown in the first period when they went down two nothing. Uh, they came back and won, thankfully. I think they would have burnt the the building to the ground if they would have lost. But hmm. um, I mean, they have they have enough talent with you know Hughes and Bratt and Palat uh, Mercer, you know, so. I mean their defense still isn't very good, and their goaltending with Blackwood and Vanacek isn't good. But um, I think they are better than what they've showed so far. Um, However, I never bought the hype about them. Oh, you know they can push someone in the Metro. I don't think it's close to that yet. Um, So for that reason, I'll you know I'll I'll say chill. But um, again, the Devils fans certainly aren't chill right now. They're freaking out.
0: Well, one thing we were all in unison about was picking Calgary to go to the Stanley Cup finals. And the other thing we were in unison about was Lindy Rupp is going to be the first coach fired. Uh, if I'm a Devils fan and I'm looking at them upgrading their team as much as they have the last two years, and Dougie Hamilton certainly being invisible right now, I'm freaking out. And, and that's for sure. They, there is a lot of work that the Devils need to do. Uh, I mean, just to make the playoffs, I, I I don't have Lindy Ruff making it to Thanksgiving. That's how, how much I think they're going to just go to Andrew Burnett, because why wouldn't you? The guy was just up for coach of the year last year. So I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's still – it's what Lindy Ruff does. It's the, the team uh, can put, up some, put in some goals, but they're not that great defensively, and I'm starting to really think his entire career was just thankful to – uh, Ryan Miller and Dominic Hoshik. And I'm not trying to rip Wendy uh, Ruff that much, even though that's a pretty condemning statement now that I really think about it. But it's out there for the internet now, so now I really can't do anything about it. Got to go to the other team yeah. that's right behind him, guys. Columbus Blue Jackets. Like th- That's a team that everybody was starting to go, well, Johnny Gaudreau went there. They're going to be better. Patrick Line is staying. Uh, you know what? I'll feel this one first. Uh, I'm going to chill on them. It's funny. They're worse than the Devils, but I'm going to chill on them because their expectations couldn't be as high as what the Devils were. That's just what my take on that is. Phil.
1: I mean, you have Patrick Liney and Jonas Corpusalo on injured reserve. They don't have a great roster. I don't know what the expectations were. They're relatively young. You have guys like Kent Johnson and Cole Sillinger, Cole Sillinger who scored a phenomenal goal only to have it called back on an offside and one of like the first night of the season. Um, I mean, Jack Rossovic still young. They, they've got some young guys that they're, they're depending on, but overall this team really doesn't give you much to get inspired about. So I'm, I'm just going to say chill just because I don't think the expectation should really be there for a team that, Really doesn't have anything to write home about.
2: Yeah, they're very young. Anthony, I'm, I'm actually gonna to freak out only because you know they signed Gaudreau and their their fan base and rightfully so they were all fired up though we got Gaudreau and Liney him the two of them together are gonna be really good and then you know if Cole Sillinger and Kent Johnson young guys coming up and you know Merslekins is gonna have a you know good year and all this so the expectations I think coming out of Columbus. Um, were they actually going to be relevant again? Because let's face it, the Blue Jackets are kind of just, eh. I mean, they're, they're a team that's, you know, you, you some, sometimes you think, oh, they have a hockey team there? They're just so, you know, they haven't really done, they haven't really done much over the years. Um, and I think they were hoping that this year, with the excitement of Gaudreau coming in and picking their city, uh, that they were going to kind of, you know, really make a run and maybe be a playoff team. And again, all this, caveat to all this, really for all these teams, it's still early. But right now, they're they're off to a really bad start. Lane's hurt. Um, Mm -hmm. Their defense, as we said during the offseason, is really not that great. I mean, Yurinsky's good. Gavrikov's a pretty reliable defensive guy. But um, they don't really have much. Uh, And Merzlikens is not bad, but he still hasn't really put it together for a whole year. Um, So I'm not really liking what I'm seeing out of Columbus right now at all.
0: Let's go to the other team that made all the headlines on the offseason. The Detroit Red Wings. They're 2-0-1, 12 goals, four, and seven goals against. Anthony started off. What are you feeling about them?
2: I'm actually going to get excited about them. Um, I think they ha- they have a good young nucleus. I mean, Larkin, uh, although his you know he can he can become a free agent this year, so I don't know what's going to happen with him. But Larkin, Raymond, I mean, unfortunately, the news that we talked about before we went on the air about Verona um, – I guess he has some sort of issue with something and, you know, he's going to be away from the team while he gets assistance, but um, he's a, he's actually a really good piece for them. A good ad. They won that trade with Anthony Manta. Um, you know, obviously led by Mo cider. He's a monster. Um, I just, David Prawn. They added, I like Stevie wise, pushing the right buttons there. I think they've got a good future. Again, it's early. Wheels could certainly fall off the bus here, but um, I, I've liked the way they've played. Um, and again, I, I think they they got also solid goaltending. You know, Huso was a little bit of a question mark, because kind of came out of nowhere in St. Louis, uh, but he's been solid for them. And if Nedeljkovic could play like he did when he was with Carolina his rookie year, that solidifies him even more in the net. Um, but I don't know. I'm not ready to say they're going to make the playoffs, but I like what I see right now, and I think Red Wings fans should be happy about the future. Philk, I'm gonna get excited. Um, I and I'll and
1: I'll I'll give with the caveat that their schedule is pretty soft for this month. Um, oh, Phil, Phil. By the way, that's going to be covered in bar talk. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> they they've got they they beat the uh, they beat Montreal three nothing to start off. Then they beat Jersey five two. Lost to LA the other night on Monday, five uh, four in overtime. So they've gotten points at all three games, but the rest of their month is Chicago, Anaheim, New Jersey again, Boston, who's a meh team, Minnesota, who's looking meh as well, and then Buffalo, who's another, you know, on the rise type team. So, you know what? I want to get excited because I do think that their play is sort of indicative of what I think that they could be. And they've got this line called the Redwood line. And it's mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of guys that are like an average height of like six foot six or higher. It, 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 it's just stupid, stupid size. These guys are just <laughs> gi- gigantic. That's why they call them the Redwood line. And um, they've got some talent, uh, including Sodeblom, Uh Really, really, really good young player with a lot of size there. But... Um, Obviously, you talk about Lucas Raymond, Moritz Sider, who I think is going to get some serious Norris consideration this year. Um, I, I think that they, they're they going to make strides. I, I think they're going to challenge, maybe even get that last wild card spot. I think they have the composition and team to do it. The X, the X factor is really Huso. What are we going to get from Huso? So I'm going to get excited. You know what? I was actually thinking about chilling, but I'm going to get excited too. Uh,
0: this has been... Sort of a long time coming in their rebuilding plan. Eisenman sort of took him to another phase. and I, I like what I see out of them so far. They're going to have a solid goalie in net every single night. I think they they tightened up their defense a little bit more. It's not going to be so porous. So I, they, they can actually, you know, make some waves. Another team that made waves in the offseason, the Ottawa Senators. And 1-2, 10 goals for and 12 against. And I'll start this one over you guys. I'm going to tell everybody they got to chill on Ottawa right now. Uh, and it's not because I don't have a lot of plenty of senators on my fantasy teams because I got Drake Batherson, who was great for me last night. And uh, uh, Forsberg, the goalie, who is eh, all right. But Anton Forsberg, there you go. I had to stop myself and make sure I didn't say Philip, And <laughs> and it was uh, – it's just, it might as well have been Philip Forsberg in the net, to be honest with you. I mean, he's been looking about, looking behind his shoulder more than, I can't come up with a metaphor right now in the amount of time that we have. So let me just turn it off to you, Phil. What do you think about the centers?
1: Chill. Uh, I, I think people were buying a little too much into DeBrinkat and uh, Giroux going there. It, it, yeah, that helps the offense, but their, their defense is still bad. I mean, they, they still don't have a great unit. I mean, Tama, Thomas Shabbat is really good. but and, and then you have some other, you know, young defenders. You, you, you have guys like uh, Eric Branstrom. Um, and then uh, you have, I mean, Nikita Zaitsev is one of their guys. Like, really? And then uh, Jake, Jake Sanderson, like, you, like he, he's young. He's a rookie. You, 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 you hope that he comes up and he plays well. But you still got Nick Holden, Artem Zub, like Travis Hamonic is supposed to be one of their premier guys. Like, it's not a great unit. It's really not. So um, overall, I'm not a great unit in 2015. What's that? It was a great unit in 2015. Maybe. I mean, Zub really was never any good, and Zaitsev was never good to begin with either. That's true. But. um... But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't trust their goaltending. I don't trust their defense. Uh, I'm not freaking out just because of the fact that they're still a young team and they're still a few years away. But I'm, I'm just gonna say, chill. Just if you if the expectations were higher than than you know what what you're seeing so far, I think that was your fault for buying a little too much into the hype. But mm-hmm. um, Ottawa, I and I don't agree with this at all. Nobody has a better top two lines than Ottawa. Come oh on. no,
0: there's lots of teams I think that yeah, got there's a lots top two teams lines, of teams with the but...
1: better top two lines than Ottawa. I think yeah. your team is actually one of them, Pete.
2: Yeah. All right, Anthony, what are you thinking? Uh, I mean, if they had a better if they had better defense and better goaltending, I, I would get really excited about this team. I mean, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, De Giroux, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Shane Pinto, they could they got they got a good group with, with a good future, um, but as Philip referenced, their defense leaves a lot to be desired. Um, and Anton Forsberg last year, I think had like a nine twenty 920 or nine twenty one save percentage on a bad team. That's actually really really respectable. Um, so far this year, he's been eh, Cam Talbot's on the shelf. Um, I know when he comes back, he'll definitely be involved there. But um, I think I just think they got too much too much of an uphill battle to really deal with their defense every night. Um, and their goaltending's still a little shaky. But I really like their forward group. And if the Atlantic didn't have you know, upcoming teams like Detroit in it on top of the mainstays in Florida and Tampa Bay and Boston, I would say maybe they can even make a push, but not with that defense and goaltending. Um, but I'm not going to freak out because I really do like their forwards. I, I would say chill, sends fans another year or two, make some additions to your D, and, and watch out. We only got two
0: more Easter conference teams. Then we're going to go to the West. We only got five of them because we got to get to our bar talk too, but the Buffalo Sabres right there next Anthony getting excited about the Sabres at two and one.
2: No, I'm not getting, I'm not getting excited about the Sabres. There's only, there's only one Buffalo team. I'm going to get excited about, and that's the Buffalo bills. <laughs> um, certainly not getting excited about the Buffalo Sabres. Um, I mean, Eric Comrie stonewalled the Oilers last night. Uh, I'm surprised that the, the Sabres beat them. Um, but, I mean, again, overall, I mean, I really uh, I like Tage Thompson. I like Alex Took, Kozins, Krebs. I mean, those guys are going to get better. but And, obviously, Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power, they're anchors for, for years to come on defense. But um, I, I don't think the Sabres are, are a real threat of doing anything this year. Uh, still a little too much work to do there, but so I, I, I'm not gonna say freak out because they 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 got some good pieces, they got a good future, but um, I'm just chilling when it comes to the Sabers.
0: Anthony, by the way, do you know who else is uh, gonna be an anchor on that blue line for years to come? Uh, Magnus Samuelson. because
2: uh, that, yeah, that was Matias the
0: one. That... Samuelson, no oh, whatever. Who fucking cares? He hasn't scored an NHL goal yet. <laughs> Phil, Phil, I wanted to try to fire you up. I got you on the wrong side on this. Matias oh. Samuelson, Shell Samuelson's kid. So go ahead, Buffalo Sabres. How you feeling?
1: I mean, you're you're trying to fire me up by talking about a terrible contract. I, I get what you're you're trying to do there. <laughs> I you see it, but I, I think you're going to fire me up by screwing up another name. Is what you're going to do? So, Shell, <laughs> um, just. Yeah. You, they're a young team. They're not. I'm not impressed by what they've done so far. Yeah, they're two and one. It's three games, but they beat Ottawa, who can't keep pucks out of their own net. They beat them four one. Surprisingly, they beat Edmonton. Edmonton had a bad night. Connor McDavid only had one point. When Connor McDavid has one point in a night, you know it's a bad night, and he probably was <laughs> in his own net. That, that's just that's just how it is. So uh, I'm not. I'm not sold on Buffalo. Yeah, they've got some pieces. Paterka, I really like J.J. Paterka. I think he's going to be a real good player in a few years. You got Jack Quinn, who can be a real good goal yes. scorer. Rasmus Asplund, not a bad young player himself. You talked about Alex Tuck. He's a veteran, not a uh, decent player. Casey Middlestat. we'll see what happens with him by the end of this contract. It's really kind of put up a shut up time for him. You have uh, Kyle Ocposo, the former Islander, who's in his last year of his deal. It's probably his swan song in Buffalo. New and then, captain. Yeah. yeah you, and he had a bit of a renaissance last year with them. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, I still think he's gone unless he takes a big pay cut, which is possible, but I, I, I think he's probably gone. There's nothing really about this team that really uh, sticks out to me otherwise. So um, I, I'm, I'm chilling. You know what? A few more years and they'll be decent.
0: Yeah, I'm going to chill on them, too. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. They still got a lot of questions they have to answer. And, Anthony, I'll use a football metaphor right back at you. Because if you guys remember, you were saying to me just three weeks ago, hey, the Dolphins, the Dolphins are 3-0. and How about that, Mark? And now they're 3-3. and <laughs> yeah. That's how quickly things can change. Yeah. So, and uh, I, I hear they're going to march out uh, Tua uh, like he's El Cid. So okay. moving on. And the last one of the Eastern Conference, guys, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 1-3, and three, 10 goals for, 14 against. Uh, there's only one reason why I'm going to say the word chill, and I'll start it up and then send it over to you, Philk. It's because of John Cooper. This guy is going to coach them back in the competition. They're not going to be going after uh, Connor Bedard, and it, they're not going to want to go after Connor Bedard because they don't have a first-round pick anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to throw it up to you, Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: I'm gonna say chill. and the only reason I'm gonna say this is because they're without Sorelli, they're without Bogosian. Um, they've got, got Nikita Kucherov has five points through four games. Steven Stamkos has six goals and seven points through four games. He's been great for them so far. Victor Hedman's got three points. I mean, after that though, the offense. rare Brandon points only got two points. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, Ross Colton has as many points as Braden uh, Point. Same with Corey Perry. I know it's still early. Vladimir Meskov has three assists. But it's – you know what? You get Anthony Sorelli back in that lineup, and that allows you to to separate Stamkos and Point, and that does so much more for your offense. So, um, I I really – I really want to see them healthy before I would ever say freak out, but they definitely miss Ryan McDonough. This is absolutely true. Um, They definitely miss Jan Ruda, and they definitely miss Andre Palat. So uh, they lost three big contributors, and um, if this doesn't change soon, or or if Anthony Sorelli is out for an extended period of time, uh, yeah, you you might want to start – changing your stance there.
2: All right, Anthony? Um yeah, I'm going to go chill. Um, the the lightning, yeah, that's that's accurate. Uh, <laughs> I was my own doing. They're the, word you, the moved, words you you left out was adorable daughter. I moved that's my I moved my foot and I hit the table and they thought someone was at the door. They're so dumb. <laughs> um, I would say chill, you know, they're a veteran team. They've been to the finals 3 years in a row. The, the guys on this team know um, when to turn it up. It's the beginning of the year. I'm um, sure they're still even going through the motions a little bit here. Uh, I think they'll be fine. They'll get Sorelli back. Um, I'm not worried about this Lightning team. It would take a catastrophic event like, you know, Vasileski getting hurt or whatnot for them to really struggle. So, um, yeah, ch- chilling, chilling for sure for these Lightning right now.
0: All right. Let's go to the Western Conference. Like I said, there's only five teams that I had on there. We're trying to keep it the teams that there were some expectations for. So if they're like two and two, eh, we just kind of left it at that. But there are a couple that fit out of that mold. The Dallas Stars guys, 13 goals, four, three against, you know what, I'm going to say, get excited about them. One thing you know, Pete the Boar, his teams, they can start out good. They can have a great first or second season, sometimes a third. And then it's when it's year three or four, that's when the real problems come in. Anthony Dallas Stars.
2: I'm getting excited about them. Um, you know, Jake Ettinger has a one goals against and a nine-six-six save percentage. Um, you know, there's a reason why they talked about him at the end of last year as an upcoming really good young goalie in this league. I don't know, a lot is said of, you know, Chesterkin and Sorokin, but Ettinger is going to be real solid for the Stars for a long time, um, not to mention, you know, Jason Robertson and Ropey Hintz. Um, kind of the new age of the of the stars leading them forward Heiskin and Lindell, i got some solid pieces in the back end um, i i really i really like them right now and if sagan and ben can just turn back the clock a little bit i mean then yeah uh, watch out for the stars uh, I, I like their makeup
1: mr 3-0 oh so far they've only let up three goals and they've scored 13. So they've got a plus ten goals against uh, uh, goal differential, and two of their wins came against Nashville, who I went on record as saying that they might have the best six man defensive unit in the NHL on paper, and to me that's very impressive. And they've got a guy that was up for the Vezina last year, so um, I'm very impressed with Dallas right now. Um, their schedule for October uh, after this, you have Toronto tomorrow night which I I think they'll beat Toronto because I think Toronto is just kind of in a little bit of a funk right now. They're going to beat Montreal. They'll beat Ottawa. I think they'll beat Boston. I think they're more than capable of beating Washington. And then the Rangers are going to be a tough test for them on the 29th. So um, I'm going to get excited here. I, 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 you know what? We didn't want Dallas to have a, uh, a top 10 pick this year because then it would have to go to next year. But I mean, it looks like the Rangers are probably going to end up getting their draft pick this year because they're probably going to end up making the playoffs. And, and this is a tough, tough division that they're playing in. But I'll tell you right now, if I'm, if I'm a stars fan, I'm pretty happy with the start that they had and looking at the results for some of the other teams in that division. i um, I think they're definitely capable of taking one of those playoff spots right now, especially if Jake Cottinger continues to be solid. Not that a one goals against and a nine six six save percentage are realistically continuable. So. No,
0: no, that's yeah. that's yeah. godlike. That's 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 Carey Price in two thousand six World Juniors, or sorry, two thousand seven. I think it was two thousand seven. Uh, yeah. See, I knew I had to fix that. Anthony going to one of those teams that Phil mentioned that was in the playoffs in the central division, the Minnesota wild 20 goals against so far. Oh my goodness. And 12 goals for 0 three. What are you thinking?
2: I'm I'm freaking out. Uh, I, don't. I mean, Mark Andre Fleury, um, you know, he's older. Is he finally starting to show his age? Um, Very could possibly be it. Um, And then you look at, they lost Kevin Fiala um, didn't really do a whole lot to replace him. Um, you know, Kirill the thrill is amazing. Probably be, you know, maybe at a heart finalist, um, the guy's electric, but I mean, and Matthew Boldy, by the way, looks really good for them. Um, yeah. if, Ro- if yes. Rossi could take the next step kind of like Boldy did, then that would help them a lot going forward. But I mean, I wonder, are they going to get the same production from Ryan Hartman again? I mean, that was, I don't know if he's putting up the points he does. If he doesn't play a Caprice off. can he do it again? I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but you, overall right now they don't, they don't look particularly good and I am concerned about them in goal. Uh, so I, I'm going to go freaking out, but I mean, like I said, obviously there's still time for him to turn around, but I do not like what they see so far. Philk. You know what? Um, I'm not
1: gonna freak out. I'm gonna I'm gonna chill just because I think they're gonna rebound a bit. I don't know if they necessarily make the playoffs in that division. Um, they've still got a decent defense corpse with Spurgeon, Brodine, Dumba, Jake Middleton, um, Goligoski, and then Kellen Addison's got Kellen Addison's a point per game. So far. yeah, he has yeah. he has four points. Four. He's looked to be the part. They, I mean, every every trade deadline rumor. With, with them, um, you know, they, they wanted him. They wanted Kalen Addison, and, and Minnesota was refusing to move him for anything. So um, good, for, good for him to step up. Uh, we haven't really seen anything yet from Marco Rossi. He's got no points. He's only played two games. But Matt Boldy looked the part last year, and he definitely mm-hmm. looks the part this year. So um, that replacement for Kevin Fiala might already be there. But um, I, I do worry about how they're playing such poor defense at this point. And I know the Rangers put up seven on them, and there were a few power play goals in that game. Mm-hmm. But L.A. put up seven on them. And then L.A. is good, but they're not that good. And Colorado putting up six, no shot there. I mean, even with without Landis Scott, they could still put up six on a team like Minnesota. So – um, I'm, I'm going to chill, but it, it's there's definitely reason to be concerned about that team.
0: I'm freaking out, and the reason why is because I picked I picked them to be good and to get in the playoffs, and Kaprizov is going to be the MVP. All this stuff, oh, guys, 37-year-old goaltender is what you're relying on right now. That's the line of demarcation. It's just cut it off. And right after that, everybody drops off. We always know that. It's just I, I don't like it. I don't like it right now. And and I, I know we got Granny right now saying, you know, give him some time. Yes, give him some time. And Dean Evison has done a great job with him. This could be, just be a bad start. After all, you know, I always point to the 2014, uh, 2013, 2014 Rangers that were two and seven and one in their first month. And they were, were dreadful under Lane Vigneault. But I got to go, guys. I got to go to the team that I kept on pounding my desk uh, just beating the drum this team is going to be sensational all season long the vancouver canucks oh my god i am not freaking out i am on the ledge somebody talk me off the ledge uh they can't they're the first team in nhl (coughs) history to blow a two-goal lead in their first four games so they go to Minnesota for their next game. Should they just them two goals to start and see how they're doing if they're
1: trailing two goals? Phil, go ahead. Talk me off the ledge or throw you, me what? off. I mean, I've been seeing um, the comments in there. Uh, thank God we don't have JT Miller. Thank God JT Miller uh, signed his contract and, and can't be a ranger or something like that. Uh, so I, I don't know what's going on with that or where that's coming from, but they, they do not have a good defensive unit. I mean, you, Quinn Hughes is great offensively, but he is just atrocious at his own friggin' end. Like why, why, are we, why are we looking at that unit and saying that that unit could do anything? You have Hughes, not good in his own end. Ekman Larson used to be great offensively, was never good in his own end is now worse offensively and is even worse in his own end. Tyler Myers, terrible in his own end, horribly overpaid, one of the most overpaid players in the league. Tucker Pullman, okay. And then where do you, what do you have after that? Jack Rathbone, Riley Stillman, Kyle Burrows? I mean, who got hit in the face the other night by uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov with a stick like he was Chris Simon? And in we're going to be talking more about that in a minute. Yeah, and there's just... The, there's just uh, uh, this roster is not that good. It, it, it's not. I, I like the Kuzmenko addition, and he's been great for them so far. But uh, there's there's nothing that screams to me that this team is going to make the playoffs. And uh, unless Thatcher Demko turns on cheat code mode, I don't know how they're making the playoffs with with playing defense like that and the unit that they have in front of him.
0: Um. So w- I forgot which one were you freak out or chill.
1: Um. I'm only going to say – I'm going to go freak out, screw it. I'll, All I'll right, there out. we go. Just – you know what? I, I didn't have the expectations that many had for them going into the season, so I'm, I'm okay with it. But if if I'm a Vancouver fan, I'm probably freaking out because your boy, Bruce Boudreaux, just doesn't know how to coach teams defensively, and that's the problem here. That's yeah. one of the big problems there.
0: Anthony, you're shoving me off the ledge or – or helping or talking me down.
2: Um, I'm going to shove you off the ledge. No, I I, I think actually ah. I think Lu, I think Lou would like to shove you off the edge. You'd be like he a, definitely he, does. He'd like yes. to be the person to give you that to give you that push, call <laughs> you a dirty bastard on the way down. Um, but uh, no, actually, in in all seriousness, um, I want to say freak out, but um, I'm actually going to say chill. Uh. I mean, Elias Pettersson is on fire so far this year. I think he's got six points in four games. He's really producing. Um, you know, Bo Horvat's at a point per game right now. Uh, so th- they got they got a good forward group, um, but their defense is just holding them back. And you know, Thatcher Demko coming through the year. People talking about him about a dark horse Vezina candidate. Um, he has the talent. He just needs to find the game. But his game. But when he's playing behind that defense, it's a little hard. Um, Bruce Boudreau looked like a miracle worker when he took over from last year. Um, I don't think he's at fault, although if they keep losing, he might be a candidate to go, but I think he's a good enough coach. And I think they are good enough at the forward position where they can kind of start to rattle off some wins here, but um, yeah, it's been an ugly start. We
0: got two more. We got to get through in about 90 seconds to get to Bartok because we're limited on time, but Anthony, I'm going to throw you up on one of your sleeper teams this year. The the LA Kings, 20 goals for, 21 goals against. They are three and two. Are you, what do you think about them?
2: Hey, Mark, do you do you remember uh, Gabriel Villardi? Yeah. First round pick in 2017. Well, he's really having a hell of a start for the Kings this year. Um, I think he's got seven points in four games. You know, he, he's he's leading the way there um Adrian Kempe is aka Juice he's playing really well Anze Kopitar um is still Anze Kopitar um you know they're goaltending Jonathan Quick uh despite getting older he's actually still you know not that bad um their defense I would like for their defense to be a little better than it is but the Kings are a pesky little team here you know they they got they got those players like Blake and. I mean, Alex Ayafalo has, I think, six points. He's over a point per game right now. Um, so they're just one of those teams that kind of like sneaky good. Um, I think I think they're going to be a playoff team again. I don't even have Alex Turcott back uh, on the team. I think he's still in the AHL. So eventually he's going to come up at some point. Um, Quinton Byfield, uh, I think, you know, give him a little bit more time. I still think he's going to be a good player in this league. They got some good pieces. Um, we'd like to see them improve defensively, but I'm going to get excited about this Kings team. Philk, uh,
1: I'm going to say I'm going to chill, just because I, you know what? I'm not totally sold on this team. I, I like what they're doing so far, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not completely sold. They beat Detroit, who, yeah, I was kind of high on, um, but. I, I just don't see a whole lot in this team that, that says for me that there's something that I should get excited on. Maybe they catch one of the final playoff spots, but they lost to Vegas. They lost to Seattle, which was really interesting. They beat Minnesota, but Minnesota's been letting up goals left and right. They beat Detroit, and then they beat Nashville, who's really been underwhelming so far. So their schedule has been their schedule has been kind of weird. They've beaten a couple of teams that have been underwhelming, and then they lost to a very underwhelming team in Seattle. And, you know, next up, they have Pittsburgh, which is going to be a real test for them uh, tomorrow. And then you have Washington, Tampa, you don't know what you're going to get. Winnipeg, you don't know what you're going to get. They could probably beat Toronto and then St. Louis to end the month. And I think St. Louis will probably end up beating them. So, I mean, they've got a, an okay schedule. but I, I, And I do like Fiala there, but I, I'm not really sold on this defensive unit. Like, this defensive unit doesn't really do anything for me, you know, Dowdy is—he's still decent, not worth nearly worth eleven million dollars, but um, you got him. Matt Matt Roy, who I'm not really like too high on. He's all right. Sean Walker, Sean Derzy. but there's there's nothing really special about this unit. I mean, they're playing well for what they are, but I wonder how long that lasts for. So that's why I'm going to say chill.
0: I'm going to go. I, I'm actually going to go with chill too. Uh, I'm going to wait and see. What they're going to be doing? Uh, there's the Chill guy, and I just I just wonder. I know they got good goaltending. Cal Peterson isn't isn't a bust. He was good two years ago, but then last year not so great. There might be a little bit left with Quick. You got two good defensive centers. That number that that twenty one goals against is alarming to me. That that's that's something I just I look at and go. I would get excited if it wasn't for that. Let's say if that was eleven. I'd be excited, but that that 21 is hard. And this, guys, is going to go pretty quick. But the San Jose Sharks, 0-5. Phil, there's your boy. There's David Quinn. He's just sitting for you. Go get him.
1: I wouldn't even be saying freak out on, like, the record and everything like that and the results. I would be freaking out if I'm a Sharks fan because of the fact that they sent down Thomas Bortolo and William Eklund to the AHL – in a year there when you are not expecting to compete or anything like that. Why are you not playing these kids? Oh, that's right. It's because you have a complete jack wagon ass clown of a coach there. And that's why these guys are not playing in the NHL right now. Oh, oh hey, we have two top prospects that we could develop that have been playing really good, look pretty good in the preseason as well. But, hey, we're not going to play them. Why? Because – David Quinn. Just remember the SpongeBob gif where he has like the hook nose and he looks all like you know stupid looking. And he's like, mm-hmm. like that. That's David Quinn coaching the San Jose Sharks. That is David Quinn coaching the San Jose Sharks. He could give you how to coach an NHL team like a dummy 101. Seems like he hasn't learned a damn thing from his interview on uh, Cam and uh, Stray, where he basically – Took zero accountability for everything that happened with the Rangers and blamed everything on the players. That guy just simply does not learn his lessons. So yeah, I'm freaking out and I'm waiting for him to get fired by the end of the year. I hope. By the way, uh,
0: Phil's book that he mentioned it's it's coaching like a dummy, not coaching for dummies. So Anthony, go right ahead.
2: Mark, I'm getting excited because I mean, how could you not? Connor Bedard is going to look great in the teal. So if you're a Sharks fan, you're all fired (laughs) up right now. Um I mean you know seriously I guess I'll go chilling it cuz I don't know how how much expectation Sharks fans actually had so I don't really think there's really all that reason to freak out I think this is kind of expected um you know obviously David Quinn behind the bench it's a really questionable decision uh but I mean and also really though they could end up with Connor Bedard possibly and then you got Willie Meckland and Borderlow so there's some good pieces there. But as for this year, I mean, it, it might be pretty rough. Um, they don't really have much right now aside from Meyer and Hurdle. I mean, Logan Couture is not the same player he was. Um, I mean, Barabanov, uh Nico Sturm. I mean, yeah, it's what do they have? It's, it's yeah, it's not. Well, they got Eric, not they really got Eric good. Carlson who's on a bad wheel. Yeah, I mean, then defense, Eric Carlson, and Vlasic are not nearly the same player. I mean, Mario well, I Ferrari. Think it actually looks
1: like he's looked in years so far.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't. I'm, yeah, this Sharks team, it's going to be a rough year. It's going to be and rough.
1: Sharks
0: fans, we got more bad news for you coming up in Bar Talk, which we are going to get to right now because I'm going to make mine real short. I'm freaking out. I watched them versus the Islanders last night, and they got what? I don't know. I know they got. I think Marco Sturm's kid is that Marco Sturm's kid or something like that. No, he's not related. Oh, okay. Then, then they got nothing. <laughs> I, t- I don't, I don't know why any any Sharks fan would get excited. Besides, as Anthony said, uh, Connor Bedard. So, I mean, poor Mike Greer is sitting there going, "What the hell did you give me, Doug Wilson?" So, guys, that is our first ever, um, posted, our yeah, first yeah. ever Big Apple hockey's impulsive reactions uh we're still looking for another title feel free to throw it in the comments below and uh next next one we're going to keep it a little bit shorter but we had to talk about hot starts today and there was a lot of conflicting hot starts because some teams didn't want to play that well all the all the like last week and such so guys we're going to try to get a quick bar talk in right
1: now
2: shot this is the easiest cyber to let me say I
1: can't even begin to describe.
0: I'm actually going to go crazy. I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. Welcome back everybody to Big Apple Hockey's Bar Talk, where we are gauging our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice to drink. Play along down in the comments below. Are you so confident about everything? You're buying everybody around. Are you just so-so and you think you want a beer? Oh my God, give me a shot. So by the way, once again, Big Apple Hockey Trucker hats are available. And also, down in the link below, go to BetUs.com, get 125% bonus. Phil, I'm going to address this one to you first. The New York Rangers are going to be a top five team in the NHL in goals scored.
1: I'm going to buy everybody around, actually. Uh, I, I, I think that's because this power play is lethal. Power play is absolutely lethal. And I know it's an early start and they played some they played a team like Minnesota, who's been letting up goals left and right. They played uh, Anaheim, another team letting up goals left and right. But this power play has been really good so far, um, and I think that's going to be a key a component to their uh, to their offense sustaining that pace. Well, not maybe maybe not that pace in specific, but being being a top being a top offensive unit, if you will. So yeah, I, I, I'm buying around on this. I, I love Lafreniere. And Capo in the uh, the top six right now, and they're just they're doing things to help each of their lines out. And I, I really like what I've seen from the top six. So they just got to get more offense out of the bottom six. Sorry, Phil, Anthony.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go round. Um, I mean, I think there are obviously a couple teams. I think that might score more goals than them, but I think they're gonna be in the top five. Like I said, they have, right now they have a lethal power play. Um, it's a Benajad score and. Uh, you know the bread man's gonna do a chip in with his amount of goals, even though he's more of a playmaker. Um, you know Kreider still he's not gonna score fifty, but you know he's gonna get his goals. Um, you know Hedo Lafreniere, Kako look to be a little a little better so far this year. Um, I think it has all the makings of a top five roster in terms of goals for.
0: Let's make it a queen sweep. I know the Rangers were about I think sixteen or seventeenth last year. They weren't exactly. Goals starved, but they weren't uh, a goal-producing team until after they got Andrew Kopp. So let me bias around on that. Yeah. As the graphic and the Chiron that I showed before is that uh, they got 17 goals this year and 10 of them are five on five. That's huge. It's the number one thing me and Phil talk about all the time that it's just what they need to do and upgrade. Anthony, uh, someone in our group chat mentioned how the Islanders got six goals from their defense so far. They got their sixth goal from a defenseman in January last year. The New York Islanders defense will continue its offensive production.
2: Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go around. Uh, I think part of Lambert's system is getting the defenseman to join the rush more, um, you know, press the play, uh, push the play. I should say uh, Noah Dobson. I mean, he scored, you know, 10 last year I believe um I think he could easily score more he's already got he's already got two on the year um Robin Sowell gets power play uh time on the unit number two I think he's gonna chip in some goals I mean even Scott Mayfield's probably capable of scoring you know you know six or seven goals so he had more and then obviously you got Ryan Pollock um who you know despite not putting up going numbers still has that hard shot and you know, Adam Pellic had actually a career year last year. When it comes to offense, uh, you know, even he's kind of started to join the to join the rush a little bit and contribute more offensively. So, I think for sure, as a unit as a whole, they're going to be more offensively productive.
0: Uh, I think we lost Philip for a second. His Wi-Fi froze. Uh, his he he was in stuck in a very noir like photo. Yeah. In case <laughs> you guys didn't see that. Uh, you know something. I'm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say buy everybody around on this because if I say defense, one of the guys I keep talking about a lot and suddenly there I was all by myself. Uh, One of the guys I constantly talk about for the New York Islanders is Noah Dobson and how important I think he is to this team. And that's, that's going to be a huge thing. He's going to be producing and I think he's going to have a 50 point season. So I definitely is going to be the New York Islanders gonna be keep on scoring and we've got filk back
1: yeah sorry power loss there
0: oh no it's all right you know it's stuff happens you should have seen the still frame that was left when you were on the on on the screen for a second Philk, the islanders defense will keep producing
1: i'm gonna say beer um I, i just aside from noah dobson I, I really wonder who's legitimately good offensively on that blue line, especially if Ryan Pollock isn't getting power play time. I like the start from Robin Salas so far, and I, I thought that he could be a decent puck mover, but I don't know if I'm ready to say that he's going to continue at the rate that he's continuing at, uh, that he's been playing at right now offensively or producing at it right now offensively, I should say so. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say beer just because I think Dobson's probably gonna have another 50 point year. But um I, I wonder where the offense comes from after that. I could see Salo maybe putting up 30 points if he gets the the power play time and the and the even strength time to do it. I I, I just after that, where is the offense coming from? So
0: by the way, I just want to boast about this for a second. i have We've never had this on our podcast before. I've been a utility player in, in baseball most of my baseball life. I've now been in all three boxes this entire broadcast. It's never happened before. Anyway, Phil, you alluded to this before in, um, in, uh, in the um, reaction segment. But the Detroit Red Wings will not lose in regulation for the month of October.
1: Wow. Um, yeah, they have a pretty soft schedule. I'm going to I want to pull that back up again just because I, I don't remember it all off the top of my I head. I got it right there. But um, they – I could see them beating Chicago and Anaheim and Jersey. Boston could go either way. Minnesota could go either way, and I could definitely see them beating Buffalo. I'm going to say beer – I think it's possible for them to run the table the rest of the month, but I I don't think they will. So I'm going to just say beer,
0: Anthony.
2: I'm going to say beer. I mean, as you saw last night with Buffalo beating Ottawa, I mean, any, anything can happen. I mean, Detroit looks good, but I mean, I mean, they can go into, you know, Anaheim and, and lose, you know? So it's, um, I certainly, I think saying round would be foolish because of that. Um, But it's also not a shot because I mean, yeah, they they could rattle go on a run, rattle off. But see, more realistically, is beer because I think they could they could certainly lose to one of those teams. More specifically, you know, Boston or or Minnesota. But again, as I mentioned, who knows? Buffalo could beat them. You never know. So beer. Think about the NHL as you get somebody on a back to back. Maybe your goalie doesn't have a good night.
0: Who knows? Maybe there's a major penalty because you have an idiot on your team that commits a major and then it gets called, or one that doesn't. And then he should have been penalized and shouldn't have been on the ice for three assists. We'll get to that in a second, but yeah, I got to agree with you, Anthony. It's, it's a beer because it's to say that they're going to do it is going to be tough. I and mean, just one bad night. I mean, look at the Rangers, a kind of hella last week. All right. Calgary is showing that they are the team to beat in the NHL. Mr. LaRocco.
2: Um. I'm going to go I'm gonna go round. Um, I, like, I like what I've seen from them. Um, we all know they got a uh, Vezina caliber goalie with Marksham with the play he gave them last year. Um, they had a cadre, obviously, who could chip in offensively and is good in his own zone and plays a gritty style two-way hockey. Um, I mean, Huberto is you know, one of the better playmakers in the whole league. Elias Lindholm is a favorite to win the Selkie and can score. Um, I like the makeup of their team. Don't forget Andrew Maggiapani had 35 goals last year. He's got a really good shot. Um, you know, he's a little bit of a player I think flies under the radar for a lot of people uh, who pay attention to hockey. Um, and then, you know, backlin's still pretty solid. I, just, I like them up and down, up and down the lineup. So I'm going round.
1: Mr. Fikowski. Round, easy. They were, I, I picked them to get to the finals for a reason. They are just such a well-balanced team. I mean, their number one point scorer has got four points, and that's Kadri. But they've got a bunch of guys that are, that are at you know, a point per game th- and three points in three games. Um, they, they, are, they beat Colorado, and they beat Colorado convincingly. They didn't just – and they beat them with Landis Skog in the lineup before that injury occurred. I, I really like this team. I, I, I really do. I, I think that they're a scary team. Um, they came in and they kicked the crap out of the Rangers twice last year um they are definitely a team to be reckoned with and their their schedule for the rest of this month is kind of small um they've got buffalo tomorrow night which is an an easy game for them i would say um carolina which could be a a tough game pittsburgh which could be a tough game and then edmonton again on the 29th and that's the battle of alberta and those games are always wild you never know what you're going to get with them but um I, I definitely think that Calgary is the cream of a crop right now in the NHL, especially after that landis injury.
0: I think even more impressive about them the other night, as I buy around on this, is that Daryl Sutter, when it came to the Battle of Alberta, as you alluded to, Phil, he just said, screw it, I'm going with Dan Vladar. I don't even need Markstrom in net for this. And when it seemed like Edmonton was going to turn it up, they still shut it down. This team number one center to number three center. Nobody talks about Backland as much. And they are going to match up on the center position better than any team in the league. And, Anthony, if you remember me saying this about the Islanders, they win the center matchup every single night. It didn't go that way last year. Maybe it'll go back to that way now. But it's it's one of those things that this team I, – I, I, I look at Calgary and I just – I fawn all over them. I mean, I can't help it. But – you know, that, that that was my Stanley Cup pick, so that's a reason why. Guys, the Sharks should deal Timo Meyer for their rebuild. And Mister Larocco, I got to go with you for this one, since you suggested it.
2: Yeah, um, he's due for a ten million dollar qualifying offer this year, and, and you know if they can't if they can't really come to terms on a long-term deal that makes sense for both sides. I don't really think they have any appetite to give him a one-year qualifier that can walk him to UFA status, um, you know, based on, you know, what their future is and, and how much money he's probably due to make. I don't know if they're at the time where they want to shell out that kind of money for him. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say that he is going to be traded at some point in the off season. I don't, I don't think it will come to, I don't think it will happen during the year. Um, but I think due to, you know, where they are at in terms of the rebuild and where they're going to go and where Meyer is at right now when it comes to just everything, his age, his play on ice, I'm not sure if he fits going forward. So really, really great player. Um, and I think he's going to there will be a whole long list of suitors that line up for him if he's available. But I think the Sharks should deal with him because I think they can get a lot of assets for him and it'll help them even more so going forward. Um, and then also keep in mind, there's a caveat too, where they may feel like, okay, maybe we can get Connor Bedard and keeping Meyer and having him around with hurdle and border and Eklund. Maybe that's a thought process too, but I'm, I'm going to say more than likely they're going to move him.
1: Folk. round. I mean, if you have, if you have the ability to move that guy and get a bunch of assets for him, I, I don't see why you don't do it. Tomas Hurdle already, you know, is, is staying. So that, that's a guy that you could keep around for those kids and a guy like Bedard. But um, it, it, Timo Meyer is going to be in high demand, and I think the Sharks are just going to get blown away with an offer that they can't refuse. So um, I, I'm saying round on this.
0: I'm going to agree with you guys and say round again. And the, uh, the reason why on this one, we've seen it before, Alex DeBrinckit. It's exactly what happened. It's just what has to be. So we're going to move on. Go right to the next one. Hey Phil, do you have an update on the Yankee game so far?
1: Uh, zero zero. The end of one. Uh, Aaron Judge just made a big, big play to stop uh, a run or possibly two runs from scoring. So uh, it is wow. zero zero after one. People forget how
0: good of a defender that guy is. They really do. He's he's a very good defender.
1: He's a gold glove defender in left and uh, center or right. Yes. All right, Phil. Going right. to go to you for
0: this one. Shane Wright is being handled poorly by the Seattle Kraken.
1: Going to me? Yeah. Um I'm going to say beer just because I I don't I wasn't really impressed with him from what I saw in like the preseason. Um but I, again, I this is what I don't get and I I I'm going to I'm going to get on Dave Hackstall for doing the same thing that David Quinn did. You don't put this guy in a, in, a, in a position to actually produce for you. And you give him six minutes and 32 seconds of ice time in his first two games. And I get it. He's got to be better. But what are you doing breaking this kid down instead of trying to build him up? The reason why guys like Lucas Raymond and so on in Detroit have done so well, yes, they've played well, but they've gotten the opportunities in the right situations to do so. And Dave Haxtall and David Quinn and coaches like that just aren't good at doing that. And that's, that's why I'm going to say beer. Which is weird, Phil. They're they're all college coaches. Like they've, they've handled youth for years. I I don't get it.
0: And you know what? I'm just going to jump in. I'm just going to say that I, I'm, I'm going to buy everybody around on this one. Six minutes on the fourth line. What are you doing? You can't even give them third line minutes, but just I'm, I'm, over to you, Anthony.
2: Yeah. You know, I'll say beer. Um, I think every every player is different on on the path they take uh, in their career and, and how they develop. Um, I think Wright, you know, is a player that um, is still a little green and raw in a lot of ways. I mean, there's – there's you know, he drew some comparisons to Patrice Bergeron and his style. Um, and for that type of player, um, you don't just come in and, you know, start playing at that level of the, the player that you're being compared to does. Um, so – yeah, I I don't I don't really think it, anything they're doing right now is going to hurt him going forward. So, um I'll I'll go beer. All right, we just got we just got two more for the bar talk right now. And guys, this
0: this boggled my mind when I when I saw this. Coming into play right now, Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin are tied in career points. Those guys should go into the Hall of Fame together and you know, I know it depends on when they retire, but I'm buying everybody around on that one. Um, that would be quite an event. I know they could split it up, get them both in there, but uh, that would just be that would be apropos because this really is the Crosby Ovechkin generation. And they already did it once with Solani and, and Korea. So Anthony. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean I, I'll go around. I think it would be cool to see the parallels. You know, they came into the league together, um, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame together would be would be cool. Um, symbolic. I mean, these two guys changed the face of hockey when coming out of the lockout and coming in the league together, and and both you know scoring over 100 points in their first season and you know getting people excited about the sport again after a year off was huge. Uh, I mean, the fact that they have the same amount of points right now is is pretty is pretty crazy. Um, I mean, granted, different amount of games played, but uh, I mean, these two guys are going to go down as two of the best to really you know do it. Um, and like I said, they've always been compared against each other. And so it would only be fitting if they did, but I mean, like you said, they might not retire at the same time, whatnot. So there's nuances that go into it, but it would be cool for it to happen that way.
1: Phil. Yeah. I'm buying around on this. I, I, I just think it would be a cool spectacle to have the two of them do, um, you know, their speeches on the same night and at the same place like that. And, uh, you're 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 looking at two of the best players of all time. Crosby's probably going to go down as a top ten guy. May, Ovechkin will probably be somewhere, I'd assume, in the top twenty when you look at it. But um, I, I know that Ovechkin has played about 167 more games than Crosby. That's two it's two full seasons. But Sidney Crosby's points per game percentage is one of the best we've ever seen. I mean, this guy he's literally never scored under a point per game in any season of his career think about that that's amazing you know you know know who did have a season that was under a point per game Wayne Gretzky did oh okay Wayne Gretzky did Wayne Gretzky's final year in, in, in New York in 1999 he was under a point per game um but Sidney Crosby, I, I could see him finishing every single season of his career as a point per game player. He he's just that good. He's that smart. Um, I wonder if he wins a Selkie Trophy before he retires, like Steve Eiserman did in his late thirties. So, um, or is is no? Actually, Eisman was in his earlier to, to mid thirties when he won in two thousand. So, my apology there. He's
0: Definitely still in the thirties
1: though. Nobody. Yeah, he was in his, his thirties. Yeah, but um, in the
0: in the thirties. Yeah. But and, yeah. And Philk, something we've been fired up about and we were going to talk about a lot, which is just the NHL should have thrown the book out of getting Kuznets off
1: round pathetic. How this guy got one game for the same exact thing that Chris Simon did is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's obnoxious. It's offensive. And it's a it's an insult to everybody's intelligence. It, it, like how you justify giving this guy one game. The only thing I could think of is that the NHL looked at this and they were like, oh, well, we want Alexander Ovechkin scoring goals and breaking records. So we're not going to suspend this guy because he's a capital. And you know what? There's been a lot of instances over the years where capitals and penguins have gotten away with favorable calls in situations like this. Uh, Harrison Bader, I think, just hit a home run. Ah uh, yes, he did. Let's go. One nothing Yankees. Sorry, but um, yeah. So the the NHL should have absolutely thrown the book at up uh, getting because off. He should be suspended for at least twenty games. That's disgusting. Era, uh, just obnoxious, uh, unacceptable to get this wrong the way that they did. Pathetic.
0: I, I'm I'm buying around on this one too. I have been fired up about this ever since I woke up and I saw Anthony leave the tweets. Uh, hopefully we can get Anthony's opinion on this in a moment. By the way, I just want to commend Philk's professionalism for being able to cheer on his New York Yankees and then go right back into his opinion without missing a beat. So going into this though, it's, it's Philk. First off, The one guy I can compare this to last year is Tucker Pullman. You mentioned him earlier when we were talking about the Canucks. And uh, he swung his stick around, sort of backhanded, and he hit uh, Keeper Sherwood yesterday, uh, last year, I mean. Anyway, one game suspension. This was a two-handed shot at a player's head. There was no chance of playing the puck. Here's the reason why you have to suspend these guys 10 games, especially Evgeny Kuznetsov, who he might not have done anything on the ice or much on the ice to be qualified as a repeat offender. But no, this is why you just stop the offenses right now. Because the next time somebody does this, they, sw- they swing the stick around, and then it hits the Adam's apple or the trachea, and the next thing you know, you have to get uh, a tracheotomy on the ice So, I mean, and then, or you even kill somebody. What are you doing? It's a joke. And you might want to say, oh, boys will be boys. No, not in this manner. You want to swing the stick? Hit the knee. hit the pads. Hit the back of the knee or the calf. Even at that. But no, you got to make notice. A Rafi Torres suspension is what needs to happen. Where it's just, you want to do it? Fine. 20 games. I'll see you later. That is, is a it. joke. It's it, an absolute it. joke. And once again, NHL Players Association refers to it as Sophity because they don't know what safety is. So
1: I, I, that's that that's as far as I'll go on that one. It's just I, I just want to know what it's gonna take for them to actually hand down a suspension to, to like a, a a a big, big suspension to somebody in a situation like this.
0: Oh wait, oh, is hey, Philk, hang on, this is this is only last year, Philk. Let me see. It, I got 6 games for uh Jason Spezza. Um and or, or whatever this is that's all split up. There's 21 games. That's the largest suspension. I'll give you a guess on what that was in a second. That was last season. Uh 4 games is the max five for uh Brendan Lemieux for biting Brady Kachuk. 20 um, games. Wasn't that Tom
1: Wilson?
0: Uh, I got Brendan Lemieux for biting Brady Kachuk.
1: Oh so, yeah. Oh god.
0: Um. So let's see. There's Brett Connolly who
1: had an interference call against. Uh, he- here's Hara. the biggest problem with all this, though. Like they're they're doing it based on the player and the reputation of the player and the player's history, and they're not doing it on the action and what's going on. Like how are you, how are you let li- like that can technically be considered assault just like it was with Marty McSorley and Donald Brashear back in 2000, and mm-hmm. the Canadian Royal Crown got involved because it was technically assault with a weapon. Like, what are you doing here? How are or, you letting this go like this?
0: Or Todd Bertuzzi versus Steve Moore. I know that's a punch, but that's that's still the Again, same Again, assault. Yeah, you're basically assaulting the guy. This is stuff you have to stop it because as soon as something like this happens in the league, somebody swings the stick around – ends up killing a guy or paralyzing him in Bertuzzi's case. That was, and and I, and again, I'm not even blaming Bertuzzi as much. He's just, he just, he was, he's too big of a guy
1: and he drove him down, but. No, you just, gotta blame Bertuzzi there. That's it. That's a scummy move and he should have never done that. He completely lost his cool and, and ended up paralyzing somebody for it. But you know what? The the problem is, is that there are too many of these incidents where these guys lose their cool. And because slaps on the wrist are getting handed out, it continues to happen. And Gary Bettman was the commissioner when the Bertuzzi incident happened. He was the commissioner when the McSorley incident happened. He's the commissioner when this incident happened. Why is it that he just can't step in and be like, hey, well, you know what? I know that we have rules in place, but this is technically something that's completely – outside of their, uh, jurisdiction and it needs to be addressed. Like, I don't understand it. I really don't.
0: Yeah. And, and again, the, 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 last, the last things I can say is, uh, Sam Bennett checked to the head of Cedric Paquette, three games, Brad Marchand roughing and high sticking Tristan Jari, that six games. That's the one that I swear to you, I, you watch that play It Jari stops the puck looks up at, at Marshawn, says something, Marshawn punches him in the face, and I think he ends up hitting him with the stick as he's getting taken off the ice. But, I mean, they're considered repeat offenders. I don't give a fuck if somebody's a repeat offender on this. No, you, you get him out of there. Like, at, 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 at getting, because that's all, you got a two-minute minor, and he was back on the ice to help the Capitals win the game? No, you swing your stick like that, you're trying to kill somebody. And at the head? Nobody swings at the head. Ever. And by the way Phil, the 21 game suspension breaking covid protocol.
1: Oh. Yeah. Really. It, it, yeah, Bre- breaking covid protocols worse than uh than trying uh, to kill somebody trying on to the ice. Somebody's head off with a stick apparently.
0: I mean, I I've went through all the suspensions last year and I looked at it. This this outstinks them all. And Kuznetsov should have been 10 games easy.
1: Should have been called in not one I, that's got to be twenty games. I'm, I'm sorry. That's gotta that that's gotta be a much longer suspension. That's clearly intent to injure. I I don't know how you justify one game. Yeah. One.
0: Yeah. All right. But uh, that's gonna conclude us for bar talk right now. And obviously, we're fired up about this. We're gonna be hearing about a lot of our opinions on this one. Uh, we went a little bit past eight o'clock. That was actually, uh, how long we were going to have Anthony for, uh, hopefully uh, we might get him for maybe just another minute before we sign off. Um, uh, cause we actually ran out of time for Q and a today. So sorry, everybody. It's it's just, just not happening. I mean, we got Yankees in the, ALC, the ALCS right now, and uh, there's just so much that's, that's going on for us. Uh, Phil, if there are any questions you want to take beforehand, just, you know, but I, I I know your heart's on that TV right now, as is mine going to
1: be in a few minutes.
2: Mm.
1: You know, I don't see any specific questions or anything like that. I'm looking through everything right now. Oh, by well, the way, Dryden Hunt was waiting. It. I
0: forgot to mention that.
1: Yeah. Um. You know what? I, I expected it with Kraftsov's coming back soon so he's uh he that's something that I I, I basically expected so good and uh hopefully Vitaly Kraftsov plays on the third line he gives a little more offense to help Filipino out
0: John D Lee I'm gonna disagree with you on one thing because I can make a good argument for both Adam Silver and actually all three of all three of the other commissioners I can make an argument Adam Silver just listens to his star players he doesn't do anything else um, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. Roger Goodell listens to Jerry Jones and really not much else. And, uh, you know, I mean, Rob Manfred, why the hell did the Yankees five game series take a week games one and two? Why was there a, a day break between them? And I don't get the,
1: I don't get
2: the Rob um, Manfred's an idiot. I think yeah. Rob
1: Manfred might have to be the worst, the worst one right now because he almost literally ruined the sport. And then he had a cheating scandal that he knew about was going on, and gave immunity to a team that he already knew was doing it. Yeah, like, and what are we doing here?
2: Like,
0: and he couldn't punish any of the players because that's not what's what's in the CBA. I mean,
1: there's there's just so much more. Uh, this is actually a, a good question. I haven't specifically myself, THG. Um, that's more of a question for Anthony. Uh, I, w- I would, I would. I, I, I've watched a bit of the Islanders, but not as much as Anthony has so far. So I would ask Anthony more about that.
0: I would I would answer it for Anthony in this aspect that he says the defense is jumping up in the play a lot more now, and yeah. they're making a concerted, right. uh, a consistent effort on that. So it's just that's that's one of those things that you know you know that's if that's going to generate the offense for him, fine. It's going to come back around you're going to give up more chances, but if the feeling is Ilya Soroka could stop him, go right ahead. Matt Barzell looted that in the 32 thoughts. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's just how that is. And Shannon is saying players actually shoot the puck. She is right about that one. All right. So guys are going to play us out because we're going to, we got, we got some baseball we got to watch right now because it's always a great time doing these. This is why we do these because we love hanging out with you guys. And, uh, See if there's like one or two more parting comments young players can relax is what I've paid. I was saying that is right about that but you know if if you're tightening the screws so much see there's see this the thing Phil I always kind of say it like this to be, players need to be disciplined but when it's a little bit too much then I don't think about it like that it's just it is what it is. Like, certainly you got to take your oh, foot off the gas gun.
1: We'll see what happens. All right. Well,
0: um, yeah, the Carolina shooting mentality. And by the way, and, uh, I'll say this the JT Miller situation, I, I, I thought, I still think he's going to be good for Vancouver. I don't think he's going to be good for the Rangers. He might not be a, um, and by the way, spoke's breaking this one. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, um, the reverse retros were starting to leak. I thetics has been um, kind of leaking them out. Um, I don't think they've leaked the Rangers one yet, but the Rangers one. Ooh, okay. Uh, the Islanders one, it looks like a fisherman. It looks like the fisherman jersey, but it's going to be mostly Navy and... Um navy in orange and uh white with stripes. So there's there's gonna be teal within the islander logo with the, the fisherman logo, but I'm not really like a big big fan of that one. I think they should have just brought back the fisherman. Um the Arizona Coyotes one is going to be the 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 purple one. But with, like, an orange and, like, a burnt, like, red-type uh, look. Um, let's see. The Edmonton Oilers one was already leaked, like, a while back, and that, that's pretty much been confirmed. It's the uh, the oil drop from the uh, the early 2000s. That was, like, the silver and blue one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, instead of, like, the uh, the silver on the shoulders... It's gonna be. It's gonna have orange uh, stripes, and then the the oil dot is orange instead of black. the The Capitals one is the screaming eagle, but in black. Columbus is weird because it's just gonna be their current jersey almost, but with uh, like a a black um, a black base with like the blue shoulders nashville Brit brought back the big cat but they got rid of the or i should say they substituted the goldens mustard color or the french's yellow mustard color and i think it looks a lot better with the yellow with the uh the, the yellow mustard not the goldens which look like crap um i don't know what seattle's is they haven't leaked that one yet and they haven't leaked uh anyone else's yet but the islanders is the last one that i can see from my aesthetics that came out about 17 minutes ago well
0: uh anthony is sending the tweets in that's why you're looking at that right now and uh, uh we'll i'll put those tweets up on big apple hockey the twitter page and uh yeah i mean some of those some of those look pretty good i mean the all one's a little bit i think it's a little almost a little bit too dark but i like it it's not that much of a problem <laughs> But uh, I still would love to see one with the lighthouse as the main thing instead of the fisherman, but I'm never going to get that. So uh, I was beating that drum in high school. And even though I don't even have a dog in the race, because in my opinion, the, the best jersey that I own is the New York Rangers, and they don't even have that logo on it.
2: So,
1: all right.
0: Phil, any more thoughts for the rest of the week or what you might be looking forward to besides New York Yankees baseball?
1: I'm looking forward to uh, the Rangers uh, giving david quinn a rude welcoming back and absolutely ruining his night tomorrow and then um got some hockey over the weekend and giants football on sunday new york giants playing some real good football right now playing jacksonville jaguars on sunday
0: hey Phil, tomorrow night david quinn is showing up on the on the big screen well a does he get a video tribute as i roll my eyes about that uh that was gonna be my editorial if we had time because i'm
1: tired of the fucking video tributes for nobody's
0: or does he get booed heavily
1: i don't know if he gets booed heavily um i, I please don't give him a video tribute please do not give him a video tribute yeah so.
0: that's that's all we can ask Guys, thank you very much for joining us on yet another episode of Big Apple Hockey. We're going to be doing more of these, try to get some more Ranger shows on Tuesdays and some more Islander shows maybe on Fridays. So, everybody, keep, keep, just keep tuned to us. We got a lot more stuff that's coming, and we will talk to you soon.
1: Take care, everybody. Let's go, Rangers.